Welcome to Oomph, the official podcast of the WVU Injury Control Research Center. My name is Danelle Boatman, and I lead the Education Corps here at the WVU ICRC. Before we get started today, let's say hi to our co-host, and we'll start with Safety Dan. Hi. <laughs> let's elaborate on that. <laughs> hi. What, what's your name, Dan? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, my name is Dan Shook. Uh, I'm the director of uh, Mountain Safe uh, Outreach Program for Injury Control Research. Dan may have just had a TI. <laughs> <laughs> right, hello, my name is Sarah Warfield. I'm a fourth year PhD student in epidemiology. Uh, Kara Stokes, I am a postdoctoral fellow at the Uniformed Services University, but I did train here, so that's the affiliation. <laughs> I'm Rob Bossert. I am director of the ICRC. Bonnie Grimm, Program Assistant at the ICRC. Welcome, Bonnie. It's nice to have you. We love Bonnie. So, ba Bonnie. so basically, Bonnie. Bonnie Grimm is the heart and soul yes. of the ICRC, yes. and we love her dearly. Yes. yes. More than dearly. Yes. Ooh. And it would be... I don't know what's better than dearly, but, but something. But super intense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'd be a misrepresentation of the truth to say she's here voluntarily. She's not, <laughs> she's not happy about speaking into the microphone, but she's joining us. And you should see the angry look she keeps giving our director, Dr. <laughs> Rob Bossert. <laughs> I take that to be a sign of love. All right, so this episode, we wanted to end 2018 by looking back on some of our projects this past year and then looking forward to our work in 2019. So let's start by highlighting our work in, three main area, or in our three main areas of emphasis, which are research, education, and outreach. So... Rob, our I, dynamic leader, is going to talk a little bit about some of the things that have happened under research this past year. So my favorite thing so far today is being called dynamics. Thank you for that. <laughs> I knew you were going to comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie, am I dynamic? Suck up. Oh, always. <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie's like the color commentary person today. <laughs> There's a data reference, yeah. So... Uh, I, I suppose we could talk about three. We've had a very busy year of research. I think we've done a lot of really good things in, across all areas of the Injury Center, research, education, training, and outreach. And I know we're going to talk about training, education, outreach in, in later sections. Uh, but our research, we continue to have amazing support from our affiliates, people like Dr. Keith Zulig, who's doing a study of mindfulness as a complementary therapy for opioid addiction treatment, Dina Jones, who continues her work in fall prevention, Tony Rudisol, who's been with the ICRC for, ICRC for quite a long time, looking at implementation of distracted driving legislation. We've been doing uh, some work collaboratively with some of our federal partners. You heard Kara talk about USIS, and I'll have her talk about some of the work she's done with another collaboration. And Sarah, who's been working with the Department of Veterans Affairs. We've been fortunate enough to receive some new funding uh, for work that we'll be getting in the near future. One I'd like to talk about, and that's a recent award we've received from the Patient-Centered Outcomes Research Institute, or PCORI, which has funded us to do a five-year study of treatment for depression for residents of rural areas, uh, specifically the use of electron electronic cognitive behavioral therapy as a, a treatment for depression for, for those residents. That will begin, we're hoping, in February, and will enroll 8,000 patients diagnosed with depression across West Virginia and Kentucky. So it's a very large effort involving uh, about 200 clinical provider partners, 100 sites, two universities, um, and we're, we're very excited about that. So I think the other project that might be really nice to highlight, I'll ask Kara to talk about her work that was a component of her dissertation in one of the collaborations here at the ICRC with the World Mental Health Survey Coalition. Kara? 
Oh, that's that's it. Okay. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I finished my dissertation this year, which all of you should have heard of already in a previous podcast, but I will uh, I'll touch on it again. Um, but my dissertation used data from, as Rob had mentioned, from the uh, World Mental Health Survey Coalition, which is a very large consortium of uh, international data. So they have data from about, what, 30 countries at this point. Um, for my dissertation, I used data from six countries and the overall, this is distracting me, um, <laughs> the, uh, the topic of it was um, marital violence, specifically uh, female victimization of marital violence. So that we just submitted the publication this past month and uh, defended my dissertation, so it was a busy year. So, I love the, the, your work with your dissertation. <laughs> was that a little loud? Your, your head yanked back. No, I like, did not know we were going to talk about this. So I'm we're not prepared it. at all. Yeah, that's good. Um, being unprepared <laughs> gives us the real in the moment sort of response that our listeners in Russia really like. Um, <laughs> it, what I, of course, your dissertation is, is important, and we've talked about that, as you said, in a previous podcast. And, the ability to demonstrate um, that you can predict marital violence from premarital factors. Um, but the, the sort of the fringe benefit, I guess, of all that, I don't know if I call it fringe benefit, is the, the opportunity for the ICRC to expand its collaborative network, uh, to work with the investigators from those countries, to work as part of the World Mental Health Survey Coalition group. Uh, maybe you can tell us your dissertation's done, you're a postdoc, will you continue work with that group? Where is it going? What does it look like? What do we expect out of it? Yeah, thank you so much right now. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I think you and I. Um, oh, that's right. I'm part of that. Yeah, mm -hmm. you are yeah. the director of it, actually. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> uh, there's quite a few projects on the docket. So there's been a, a, a good bit of interest from our collaborators and um, idea generation and discussing where to go next and what would have the biggest impact, um, given the fact that our data are so unique and so powerful, um, we have a lot that we could do with it. So I would say, yeah, our, our continuing collaboration will um, will go on. Uh, we have a few projects on, you know, on the in the works at the moment. Uh, it's just, you know, finding the time to actually dedicate to do this the best way possible. So any students out there who are looking for a wonderful educational opportunity and, and a chance to be put on the spot like that where I know exactly what I'm trying to get you to say, and you have no idea what I'm trying to get no you to idea. say. Would be a lot of no idea, literally no clue. One question I'd ask you is, how many countries are represented in our work group, right? We have... I think it's in our work group? In our work group, yeah. Well, that includes countries that are not contributing data, but I want to say, what is it, 16? 16 countries. 22, it's 22. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, it's a wonderful experience, both for me and I hope for you and uh, for the center to be able to really have a chance to collaborate with investigators from these different countries, learn the way that they're doing work and approaching things, hear about the current topics and, the, and what they believe to be the best preventive inter interventions in those countries, really expand the way we're thinking about it, um, and yields, I think, opportunities for collaboration beyond uh, this, uh, one, one that's developing right now around predicting opioid overdose and adverse events related to opioids. So I, I'm really, um, grateful for this collaboration and everything it's done and appreciate your work in, in leading the, the work group and yeah. your dissertation. Well, actually, if I can add one thing, it is really cool and the fact that we are able to be a part of this collaboration is awesome. So last summer, they have a, a conference every summer, um, which Rob and I attended in July, and it's just this, this 
consortium provides really unique opportunities. So we were at this dinner. It was Rob, me, a woman from Portugal, uh, and her husband, um, a man from um, uh, Lebanon, a woman from France, someone from Belgium. It's just incredible. And we're all talking about you know, potential research projects, and then we move on to talking about wine. It's just a really, really cool opportunity to, you know, not only formulate, you know, great questions and and for research, but also uh, relationships. At which point you you offered to send us all a bottle of I your did. father's wine. I, I don't think I've received mine yet. <laughs> just go to it. I don't, I don't know if you've shipped them to the other countries yet, but mm. I imagine it next year's meeting, everybody's going to wonder where your father's wine is. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. There's out. a lot of regulations on shipping wine internationally. <laughs> don't, you shouldn't promise things like that. Sh- sh- shout out to Kara's dad and his wine. I'm sure it's delicious, and I've never had it. It is delicious. It, of course, Sarah's had it. So, Sarah, I'm glad you spoke up, because oh, now right. we get to talk uh, to Sarah about the work that she's been doing with another one of our partners, which has been a developing partnership over the past couple of years, but one that I think has hit a place where we are beginning to see a, a lot of fruit out of the, the collaboration, a lot of opportunity in the data uh, and just the sharing of information and, and research. And that's with the Department of Veterans Affairs. And I know that you're using data from VA for your dissertation. So maybe you could talk about your dissertation a little bit and then talk about that collaboration a little bit more. <laughs> Again, just in, if you want to be a student and have this experience, feel free to just contact me. It is Because Sarah looks terrified right now. I am a little terrified. And <laughs> really good at rambling so here I go here we go <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah I'm using data from VA to better understand opioid overdoses so I'm gonna be you know using uh, electronic medical records that they keep to look at events and some contextual factors that occur before an op- opioid overdose and then um, mortality following an overdose um, whether it's an opioid overdose fatality or other short-term mortality. So, I, I mean, I, I don't really, I'm truly trying not to ramble, so I'm trying to keep it really short and sweet. Um, you failed already. I failed already. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh, boring. <laughs> this, is, this is an amazing uh, insight into the work you're doing. Oh, I know, um, really detailed, I know. In well, big let me. It's great. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things, everybody. Yeah. Um, to, you know, our listeners in Denmark, uh, you should come here and, and, and you know, experience this. So one of the things that I think people have a hard time understanding who, who are outside of epidemiology is what we think we're going to learn from all of these data that is going to help anything, right? So particularly people who've never done secondary data analysis or may not be trained in secondary data analysis, I think frequently they struggle to understand what the benefit of all this time looking at data is when we could just go enroll patients and we could do clinical trials. What do you hope that and I know you're just starting it, but you've got your, <laughs> you should see the look on her face. We should do oh, a TV show. This is fantastic. Excellent. I'm sweating. So <laughs> it's fine. I can't wait for my defense. Okay, keep going. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, you've got three specific aims of your dissertation. I, do. I don't think you need to go over them now, unless you want to. I but would rather not, but sure. <laughs> what, do you hope to, what do you hope that you can offer the prevention community and clinical providers as you, as you dig into these data? Because... For me, the the value in doing the secondary data analysis is not in necessarily doing the the analyses, although I love that, but it's it's trying to tell a story with data. And what story do you think you can tell with this information that helps people people better understand how we can begin to reduce rates of opioids or other opioid overdose or other adverse outcomes? Go. I am not very good at telling stories, but 
Um, I agree. I think it's really important to apply the research and what you know to the clinical uh, field um, to better reduce or the impact of opioid addiction or opioid overdoses. Um, so with this data and with this project, I'm really wanting to understand how we can reduce the overall morbidity and mortality among those who experience an opioid overdose. And I keep hitting the table, so I'm very sorry. I make a lot of uh, noise from that. But um, <laughs> I hate this so much. <laughs> we, we would just like to welcome all of our listeners we to the inside of, of Sarah's here, head. <laughs> this is literally stream of consciousness is, communication. This Go is ahead. stressing me out like no other. Um, You're doing a good job, Sarah. Yeah, you are. You couldn't shut Kara up last time during the last podcast. Well, how about I rephrase just a little bit differently, right? What, you're passionate about opioid overdose prevention and passionate about treatment for persons with opioid use disorders. Mm -hmm. If you, and forget about your aims right now, if, if, but if you could do one thing, illuminate one area with your dissertation that you think the application of these data could help inform the prevention community, what do you think we can do with this with approaches like this? I think we can better tailor primary prevention efforts, which are needed. Um, understanding what overdose people are most likely to die from, where you need to amp up efforts with treatment, naloxone distribution, um, that's already being done, but a lot of the efforts need to be, could be tailored further. Um, and also understanding the other morbidity, comorbidities that people experience that um, struggle with opioid use disorder or that have experienced an opioid overdose so that you can really help inform their overall health care because it's not like these individuals experience one problem. It's not that they're struggling with opioid overdoses. There are other issues or experiences that they have in their life, whether it's social determinants of health factors, homelessness, or if it's something like cardiovascular disease or other mental health comorbidities, really understanding what else you need to uh, factor into their health care would be important. And so I hope better understand every like more of what's going on that was a great answer good job Sarah that was a good answer what one of my favorite things about being a researcher is the opportunity <clears throat> to challenge the assumptions that people carry forward into things right mm -hmm. so some of the important things I heard you say were better contextualize the the to the characteristics of risk and the circumstances surrounding uh, opioid dependency or overdose and which to me says you know that the clinical community maybe prevention community has perhaps an answer in their head for what's going on with people, their collective mind. And they, the interventions and services they deliver are informed by that. But what you can do with your dissertation, I heard, is begin to begin to give data points that force people to look at this in a different way mm -hmm. or consider things that they're not, they haven't considered before that may become the foundation for new preventive interventions or reasons for testing a new clinical uh, uh, approach. But it's, it's really challenging those assumptions of the prevention community and of the of the uh, well of the entire discipline, right? A very Kuhnian uh, paradigm shift type of thing. Yeah, exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Just took the words right out of my mouth. So it sounds Absolutely. like a lot of exciting research going on right now with our affiliate researchers. This is Danelle getting us back in line. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. sorry. Um, so a lot of important research going Thank on you. with our students, with our affiliate researchers, and, and some projects that are. Um, our actual faculty here at the ICRC are leading. So let's transition into another focus of our work Ooh, here at the ICRC. My name's ICRC. next to this one. What? My name's next to this one. Because I'm going to ask you about oh, it. Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> Bonnie, what do you think? 
So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna focus on our education core, which I mentioned earlier. I lead, but I think it's really important um, that we we go to Rob here to talk a little bit more about what it means in the grand scheme for the ICRC. Um, we've done a couple of different projects this year, including um, we have an actual injury prevention course that Dr. Robin Polini, who's yep. a faculty member here at the ICRC, led, and then we've done some podcasts and webinars. So just want to get your overall. I don't know, understanding of the direction of education for the ICRC or what your thoughts are. Or Aren't you the director of education training? <laughs> yes. Uh. However, <laughs> you're more well-spoken than I am. <laughs> well, she can't explain what she does. Yeah. But yeah, so let, actually. <laughs> let me try to explain what Danelle has brought to the center, if I could, and uh, all the innovation, because it's really not mine. It's really yours. But I think over the past year, particularly since you've arrived, it's been transformative in the way we've been able to approach education and training. The webinars have been entirely your idea, so thank you for that. It gives us a chance to reach a much broader audience and engage a much broader circle of affiliates so that we can, we can disseminate to our students and our academic partners, our community partners, a lot of the innovative thinking that's going into research and intervention design around here. I'm really excited about the, the webinar. Really excited, WVU started a new undergraduate major in public health, and the, the you know Dr. Blaney Robbins course in injury prevention is a great introduction to that for undergraduates and a way for us to engage students in this, to keep that next generation going, because sooner or later, Kara and Sarah are going to leave us. Um, maybe not, maybe let's just, just stay forever, uh, which would be great. And you know we need, to, we need to continue to engage students and expand the number of people working in this area. Uh, it's worth highlighting again for everybody. Uh, Injury-related mortality is the second leading cause of death among Americans. Uh, it's it's kind of prevalent. Suicide is the leading cause of death. We need a lot of people focusing on this, right? So you mentioned that the webinar is my brainchild. It is. Um, what about the podcast, which is your brainchild? Um, how does that feed into education yeah, and training? Let's here be honest. I have a lot of bad ideas. So. <laughs> Um, oh, but this can't be one. <laughs> <laughs> but what I usually We're all here. <laughs> just, so I, just so all of our, our listeners in um, uh, China understand, and what usually happens is I have a really bad idea, and I bring it to Danelle, and she says, that's really interesting, Rob, but why don't we think about it this way? And so then we end up with something that actually works. So, yeah, you know, the podcast I, I'm excited about because what we're trying to do is, is, is bring research and all of our activities, be it education training, of community-based intervention to the larger community, to be able to have conversations with people where we take a lot of the more academic ideas or activities and disseminate them in a way that helps people understand the impact. One of the things that really drives me in the podcast is that all the people sitting around this table, particularly Bonnie, who just won't stop talking. <laughs> um, <laughs> she oh, hates me. Um, you know, they, they are, one of, the, one of the impetus for this podcast was the passion that I see in the academic community that I think is often lost. That if you get to know people like Dan, uh, uh, Lord help us all, um, <laughs> and, and Sarah and Karen, and some of what you heard, and it, there's, they wake up in the morning and they truly believe that they have ideas that are going to change the world, that are going to help people. Dan's shaking his head. I've got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> There's after, that passion. <laughs> after, after Dan goes to the bathroom, he, he has a belief that, uh, and, and that's what I think motivates a lot of the people that I work with, this, uh, this belief in their ideas and the innovation and collaboration that's going to change the world and change, change it for the better for people, particularly in public health. And I want the podcast to, to be able to show that to people, to bring that passion out. So we've had conversations with Robin and Will Pigeon and Keith Zulig, where we've tried to really focus on 
not just their work, because that can become really academic, but about what drives them to do that work and what, what, what resonates in them uh, with this idea that somehow it's going to make a difference when it's all said and done. You can say a lot about our podcast, but you cannot say that they're boring. No, so if you which is why we have such a broad international listeners. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So if you haven't subscribed on iTunes yet, please check, check us out. Which would be weird you were listening. <laughs> 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 oh. So, good point, yeah, right? Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. <laughs> but you know what? Or tell a, people. That's a better point. Yeah. Tell, tell a friend. Point. Yeah. yeah. Tell, oh, a tell friend. your friends to subscribe. So there on that, one of the things that, that <laughs> was a point of emphasis for us uh, a year ago when, when Danelle came on, was increasing our social media footprint. We really didn't have much social media activities going on. And Dan became Safety Dan, like magic. We had some guy in a hat falling off of steps. and Frequently. Yeah. <laughs> capes yeah. flapping on tables. and But it became a really effective tool in, uh, for spreading messages around fall prevention and distracted driving. Opioid abuse. Uh, and, yeah, uh, opioid abuse. I mean, the problems facing our community. And, and Danelle... You've done an amazing job at that. Our Facebook page, our you uh, we don't have YouTube. We have YouTube. Yeah, we have YouTube. We have YouTube. Uh, we have YouTube. Pinterest. We have Pinterest. We have Instagram. We have Twitter. And the number of followers we've had, I know, has increased a lot. And the number of foot, our footprint has expanded. So I'm, I'm really happy about that as well. I will say that Taylor Gill, our awesome hey, Taylor. staff member here at the ICRC, she's really kind of delving into social media a bit more than me because I'm like old, but she understands it a little bit better and she's coming up with some great things. So yeah. expect that going forward. Um, Taylor's much more inventive than I am. I hear we're getting a grinder profile. It's kind of awesome. Uh, oh my God. Maybe not grinder. Dan's the face, safety Dan. So <laughs> earlier. <laughs> So earlier, I heard. so Rob, earlier you, you mentioned about building this pipeline of people interested yeah. in injury prevention. So adding to that, um, we started an annual event this year um, called the Injury Control Field Trip. Though I hate, I know you hate the name yeah, of it. I mean, it sounds like you should have a permission note like right? stapled to your shirt. We did have to sign I paperwork. Know, but so. it felt so. like we should give like a little bag with a banana and a cookie. We got lunch. We got a yeah. box yeah. for a banana. Yeah, Field so trip. basically we took a bus full of, I forget how many, like 26, 20, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was 26 students out to Brewston out Mills, the woods. which is what, like 20, 30 minutes away from Morgantown, yep. and did a whole bunch of different field trip activities. There was zip lining. There was some kind of tower that people climbed yep. and did scary Alpine things on it. And then while we were doing these outdoor activities, we injected some injury prevention research, talk a little bit about what we do here at the ICRC and avenues that these students could pr pursue going forward. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? And then I'm going to ask Sarah, who actually attended said field trip, yeah. to tell us a little bit about her experience there. Yeah, I can just briefly say everything you said is amazing and ditto. Uh, but that's exactly the point, right? We wanted to find a way to engage with undergraduate and master's students in, in a way that wasn't classroom learning and boring, but actually engaged with them in a partly social, so they can see us all as, as humans who interact and give a chance to talk to us informally during breaks about the work we do, but also provide them with a little bit of background and foundational education in the topics that are, are important to us uh, as an injury control research center. Fall prevention and traumatic brain injury and suicide and overdose prevention. So we were able to sprinkle in Lots in Dan did distracted driving. Lots of smaller, briefer learning opportunities with a really social exercise where the students got to know each other. And I know that we've already had dividends and people following up wanting to volunteer and do mentorship activities here. So it's something that I hope is an annual event. I think the most, well, it's not the most exciting, but one of the most exciting things is we got a new mascot out of it. 
<laughs> I, so our mascot is now a fainting goat, which is just amazing, right? It led to lots of questions about our t-shirts, but it is amazing. There's a goat on the back for all of our listeners in Australia. There's a goat on the back. I don't want to speed up in there. So, so it's, it's, it's a theme now, and I'm excited about it. And, of course, it's greatest of all time, just like Jerry Rice. We're the goat of injury prevention, and now the goat is our mascot. So, um, And thank you, Taylor, for bringing that to the table. I really appreciate that. So Taylor refuses to speak. <laughs> so, Sarah, would you like to tell us about your experience as a graduate yeah. student? Yeah, you know I love talking, so here we go. <laughs> um, no, it was a really good opportunity for me as a PhD student who usually just comes to the ICRC, which is off campus, uh, to interact with undergraduate students and master's students and to really talk to them about injury prevention. And it kind of made me think again about why I went into what I've gone into, why I came to WVU, why I really wanted to work at the ICRC, um, and what I'd get out of it. So the interactive lessons that you that were set up, I think were really excellent for students and for me, except for I'm pretty clumsy, so some of them weren't, weren't really so did really well. well on the tower, to be honest. Uh, I did not do that well. I freaked out, but it was, it was a really good time. <laughs> Uh, twice, freaked out twice, tried to go up to two different sides. But that thing was huge. Yeah, it was a really, really good time, though. Um, <laughs> and there was a huge swing. That was fun. Um, we had fun. Yeah, it was a really, it was, it was fun. It was a good chance to interact and kind of talk to students, encourage them to think about injury uh, research or to work with us or, you know, public health, getting more involved with the public health school. So I think it was a really good opportunity for me and for them. Oh, good. So I'm going to take Director's prerogative real quick okay. and just take a couple of minutes because there's another perspective I want people to hear, and that's the person who has to manage all of these young students and provide meals and transportation and keep everybody in line. Hey, Bonnie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk to us for a minute about working with the students? How long have you been with the Injury Center? How long have you been with WVU? This year makes 20 years. 20 wow. years, yeah. So you've had a lot, you've seen a lot of students come and go, had a lot of experience working with students. Uh, you've had the misfortune of seeing me come, go, then come back <laughs> and not leave. So, you know, how was it working with the students at the, uh, for the field trip? We'll call it, I wanted to call it an immersion experience for all of our, our, our listeners in Denmark. Um, <laughs> and, and I lost and it was field trip. So what was it like? It was good. It was the first time I, we had ever done that, I think, at the injury center. And um, it, it was it was interesting. Do you think the students liked it? Oh, I think they loved it. Should we yeah. do it again? Yes. Yeah. Subway <laughs> sandwiches next year or something else? Sandwiches. I was thinking about Taco Bell, but all right, we'll go with it. <laughs> I don't think it hold up very well. You don't think Taco Bell? <laughs> I don't think it would hold up very well. Get hard know. tacos. It'll work. Yeah. Any other any other thoughts on that? No. Not really. <laughs> Sarah could learn a thing or two from you about how to right. keep the conversation I'm going. Bonnie, I'm right beside you. Don't worry. There's so many chatterboxes on this. I know. Oh, yes. um, Please, Bonnie, we're trying to get through this. <laughs> so, right ahead. I thought we could just wrap up the education section by kind of just talking a little bit about our internship and our mentorship program here. Um, naturally, I know Rob's going to chime in, but I also wanted to make sure we talk. <laughs> We talked a little bit to Kara, who just finished up her mentorship at the ICRC, and talk a little bit about what it was like to work with us here as got, a student. I've got nothing to say. Oh, you do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel I'm... like I was yelled at again. <laughs> Bonnie just hit me for everybody's <laughs> listening in Canada. So, Kara, would you like to tell us a little bit? So, no preamble from Bob? No. Okay. 
asking. I got the boring topic about mentor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've not actually finished. I mean, you yeah. said I no I, pressure. I, I I believe I'm one of your mentors. So go ahead. Yeah. 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 Um. So aren't you going to work with us for a postdoc? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah go ahead. <laughs> No paperwork signed, so maybe I should. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Well, see, uh, look, you got a little bit of a preamble, I suppose. But yeah, no. Um, what do you want me to talk about exactly? Just that your experience working here, Robert. Robert. <laughs> Robert as Robert. your mentor. <laughs> well, Robert <laughs> was a good mentor here at the ICRC. I actually, I, I mean, we don't have to get into the history of my my PhD program, but I actually came here in my third year. Um, which was a, uh, for those of you who have not been through a PhD program, is, is like a, it's a huge jump. I switched topics, I switched mentors, I switched everything um, and took a, you know, we had maybe one phone conversation before I came over here and I was like, no, this is the guy that I want to work with. So uh, yeah, I think it was a, a great opportunity, a great learning experience. I think I learned more in the last two years um, outside of the didactic piece of education than I did in master's and PhD. Suck um, up. No, no, it's really true. I, I, I think Sarah would agree. Yeah, no, 100%, yeah. Two suck up. <laughs> <laughs> I still need a job, so I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm being very, very honest. Um, yeah, it was a great opportunity. Rob has a lot of previous experiences that you can learn from just in conversation, not necessarily an application of, you know, whatever you're doing at that point in time, whether it's analysis or writing or whatever. Um, at times it can be brutal, but it's a good brutal, right? Like you get something back and says, I have no idea what you were just talking about. Maybe retry again. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it was all constructive, which is very good. And I, I haven't left. Rob is still uh, indirectly a mentor where I am currently, which is a postdoc at USIS, the Uniform Services University. Um, and then when I leave there, I will actually be staying on still, hopefully, on the PCORI grant that was mentioned earlier. We'll have you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've not left. So. Obviously, it was good. Yay. <laughs> um, Flags and sucking up. We're doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing I was feeling well. so good to you. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not sucking up. All right. If I, all right. So oh. there's not a preamble, but there's a, a, a closure, okay. I suppose. And I'm thrilled that Sarah and Kara are with us and all of our other students, Shannon and Stephen and Elizabeth, who's moved on to be faculty. And what I hope it demonstrates is our commitment to mentoring and education here at the center. And our commitment to uh, you know, helping the students who come to WVU achieve their goals because they take a, as much of a chance on us as the university takes on them. And they are a reflection of our institution and our approach as they move forward and they, they, they change the, the, the disciplines that they work in. So we, we are committed, I know you are too, as our Director mm -hmm. of Education and Training, to facilitating their growth and their success in any way possible. Sometimes it's painful, uh, but uh, it, it's always intended to yield a better outcome and have a, a, a growth experience. Just like Bonnie and I are having over here right now as we Aww. bring the talk on the microphone. Right, Bonnie? Go ahead. Did you hold hands? Right. <laughs> Very well put. That's sexual harassment. <laughs> so I'll, last but not least, why don't we talk a little bit about our, our outreach core, which has undergone some changes this year, which are exciting. Thanks to Safety Dan. Yeah, uh, yes, they are. I, I want to give a little shout out to our uh, listener in Lithuania. Um, it, my name is Dan Shug, and, and I, on a personal note here, I, I have to say that I'm about ready to be put out to pasture. And <laughs> over the course of my career, I've had a lot of jobs I've enjoyed, but I tell you, I'm ending my career 
and, and one of the best jobs that I've ever had. Um, for me to be able to hang out with these people in this room that are so smart, um, as a matter of fact, the my very presence in this room has lowered the IQ a few points, um, has been so rewarding. I mean, these, these folks do the things that I get to take out to the community and, and to, help, to help people. I mean, that's what I, for, for most of my career, that's what I've done. I, I've, I've tried to do things that, that will help other people, and that's what, that's what everybody in this room is doing, and, and, I, and I mean Bonnie, too. When I talk about researchers, I mean Bonnie is just as much of this, this whole success as, as anybody. Um, in 2016, I got, I got hired to be the director of this uh, program called the West Virginia University Greater Morgantown State Communities Initiative, and it basically was to work with community groups to prevent injuries, <laughs> prevent injuries and deaths um, that are preventable, things that we do to ourselves. And over the course of the past couple of years, and particularly this year, I was very excited to see that the uh, Safe Communities Program, which was an accredited uh, National Safety Council program, has morphed into the Mountain Safe Program, which is the injury prevention uh, program for our CDC-funded ICRC. And I'm, I'm very uh, excited, again, about working with all of these folks and then taking what they learn in the laboratory you guys work in a laboratory? No. Wherever they learn, uh, I get to take that information and, and work with communities to make communities thrive and healthier and safer. You know, we're working on, uh, there's a small community, north. I think, I guess that's northwest of uh, Morgantown. <clears throat> we're working with them on a falls prevention program in a, in a medical uh, clinic, a healthcare clinic up there. We're working on uh, pedestrian safety, trying to bring some uh, some technology to community nearby to help reduce or prevent injuries from happening to people crossing the street. They're just simple little things. All, all the things that, we're, that, that we study here to help make a community safer, that's what we do, and it's kind of fun, taking it out to the community. I'm not smart enough to do what these guys do, but I, I understand enough to be able to speak in layman's terms. And, and the person that babysits me, the reason why she's not talking about uh, education is Danelle. Danelle helps babysit me a lot on this program, so a shout out to her. I'm glad that I'm your babysitter. Yes. <laughs> That's all I got. Awesome. Hold on, Bonnie's <clears throat> writing me a note. I have to go. <laughs> so <laughs> since Bonnie's one. leaving, why don't we just say thank you, Bonnie. Thank you, Bonnie. For Bonnie. Bonnie. Love you. <laughs> all right, and so. Wait, we'll Bonnie, shout out to anybody real quick. You're very welcome. I love you all. <laughs> Damn, it's so hard to be mean to her. Oh, yeah. All right. So, Rob, do you want to, you know, talk a little bit about Mountain Safe becoming the outreach wing of the ICRC this year? I, I think I think Dan just did. We're excited about it, excited about where it's going, um, excited about the potential for increasing our collaboration with the communities. I know that Dan and Danelle have been strategizing to have a couple of communities come on board as official partners in 2019. Look forward to seeing what that looks like. Uh, but of all the things we do, I'm equally enthused about all of them. So uh, while I do research and I could not possibly do the work that, that you do, Dan um, or Danelle, I'm really happy that you guys are here doing it and think that having these community partners and the work that we're able to do with them is essential to our success. And Dan's not really crying. He's, <laughs> just, he's he making that up. Yeah, yeah. So now that we've kind of covered our three areas research education and outreach in 2018 looking forward do you have any thoughts about the icrc in 2019 i do it's going to take a while so everybody settle in um 
No, uh, I think 2019 is going to be an equally challenging year. Uh, we've had a lot of growth in the center over the past year. We've added a lot of team members. So Mary and Aniva and Sherry have joined us and, and Danelle. I will expand again in 2019 as we're bringing the Pecori project on and some other projects. We have some other projects out there waiting for funding decisions. If those are, if we're lucky enough to, to be aware of those, we'll, we'll grow yet again. I think 2019 is going to be a time of change and growth and working with the School of Public Health to implement formal education programs, as well as strengthen our community partnerships and continue to support uh, what I think is really important research. More of the same. At this time, we have our year-end wrap-up 2019, and Dan will officially be out to pasture. We'll look back, and I'm sure... <laughs> That was for all of our. Not a pig from all those people in Switzerland. I was going to say all of our listeners in Brazil. Yeah, so um, I I think it's going to be a real exciting year. Look forward to it. All right. So thanks to all of our international audience for joining (laughs) in today. And even, you know what, in the U.S. too. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, John, in Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) And thanks to all of our co hosts today. Kansas. (laughs) <laughs> Rob, Kara, Sarah, Dan, and Taylor's here managing the switchboard or whatever it's called. I don't know. And but take, it, taking the calls from the callers. On the Let's go to a caller today. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to let everyone know that this year, amongst all of our changes, we and also updated... <laughs> We also updated our website, so you can follow all the research, education, and outreach activities if you go to Joe in Texas. If you go to publichealth one word dot wvu dot edu backslash icrc, and you can take and you can take a look at our updated website. So Sarah, all right. Thank you again for tuning in Windy to our Washington. conversation about the w, about WVU ICRC's year in review. If you Absolutely. have any questions or comments, <laughs> make sure you share them with us on Twitter or Facebook using hashtag AskWVUICRC. Your turn. <laughs> Me now. Uh, got to find my line. All right. We hope that this conversation helped you learn more about the work of the WVU oh God, ICRC. Utah. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Okay, Dan, do you think you can do it? Goodbye from your friends. We make injury control cool.